Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizaki. Hello once again, I'm Mike Kapler along with Joel Berizaki. Welcome to Growing in Grace, taking just a few minutes hopefully to give you some encouragement today. Uh, whatever struggles you may be going through in life, we want you to know there's some really great news. Um, and uh, we know there's great news, but hopefully our understanding of that great news is, is going to be something that we can expound upon and um, hopefully receive some things that we might have not really understood before. So, Joel, we've been uh, walking through Ephesians. Good to have you uh, along again uh, as we uh, kind of just focus here on the book of Ephesians, which we've done for, I guess, uh, at least several programs now. Yeah, well, Mike, it's always good to hear you expound upon things, uh, especially now that you've just had lunch, and uh, I'm sure you'll cough up some really good things. <laughs> I'm already fighting. I'm already fighting it. I had a soda with it too, so oh, yeah. Pre- prepare thyself. Well, there's there's grace. Uh, there's definitely grace involved in this. So. <laughs> but indeed, good news. Good news. We love talking about good news. Now, just listening to our pastor. Uh, talking last night you know, about about the good news, and he said, you know, his I think it was his daughter uh, called called him and, and said, you know, uh, that her uh, boyfriend proposed to her, and he said that's good news. He says now if his daughter would have called him up and and said, Dad, I'd like you to come over and mow the lawn. I'd like you to come over and do this. We need this something else fixed. We need this and that. He said that wouldn't be good news. <laughs> and, and we've uh, we've got the best news of all, really, really good news in, in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Where I guess as we start here, you know, we've been, like you said, we've been talking about Ephesians for quite some time, and as we look here in uh, Ephesians chapter two, verse eight, very famous verse. A lot of people will know this. You can probably quote it along with us as we say it. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. That's Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, uh, something that every Christian should be familiar with and uh, part of the good news. Yeah, um, Joel, you, you hit on something there, too, because I, I had somebody uh, recently tell me about how they, they've had some struggles in life and they've had some failures, like all of us have, but um, in their eyes, I suppose that their failures look pretty big. I suppose in the eyes of religion, <laughs> some of their failures look pretty big, and so they they struggle with that. And they they made the comment that uh, I just don't feel like I'm deserving of something good in their life. Uh, and they were referring to something specific. Um, I don't know. I think it may have been in, in the terms in terms of a relationship with another woman um, that they had been uh, talking to and getting to know. And they he just I just don't know if I deserve this after all I've done and been through. And I told him, I said, well, you know what gospel means? And he, he's a Christian, so he said, well, good news, right? And I said, what you're telling me isn't good news. <laughs> no, good <laughs> it point. sounds like bad news that you're telling me. Because he was so caught up with the guilt and the condemnation that, that we've all experienced and has weighed us down, that, that we don't have to allow uh, that to weigh us down. That's, that's the good news. The good news is that, that, you know, that righteousness comes as a gift not by something that uh, you deserve. And so, you know, we've talked about that some. In fact, he's reading Steve McVeigh's book right now. So as, as I look at, at Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 here, what you just read, grace through faith. It's not of yourself. It's a gift. It's, it's just nothing you can earn. It's a gift. And you just, I mean, and 
I've heard, you know, messages uh, preached about this, and, and maybe you've heard this too, and I'll just repeat what I've heard a lot of times, but if somebody gives you a gift, you don't owe them anything. Uh, there's nothing that you, if, if somebody gives you a birthday present, you don't, you don't say, okay, thanks for the birthday present. Um, here, uh, let me do this for you. Here, let me do this. Let me do that. Let me pay you back somehow. It's a gift. And God gave us the gift of salvation through faith as a gift. It's not something that we can do. It's not something where we're sitting here now trying to think of ways that we can pay him back. It's not of works. And in fact, if it were of works, if it were of, of what we could do, then we could stand before God and boast about the good things that we've done uh, to, to deserve uh, salvation. But it's made perfectly clear in this passage and all throughout Scripture, really, that Salvation can only be by a gift. If if we were to try to earn it, <laughs> we'd be struggling and striving for the rest of eternity to try to earn it. If if God would even give us grace to stay alive to try to earn it somehow, <laughs> which is kind of a silly thought, but if we were able to work for the rest of eternity to earn this great salvation, it just couldn't be done because only it can only be received as a gift. You know, and and there are those around Christmas time, Joel, who exchange gifts. All right, that's not what we're talking about here. Right. <laughs> because you know, uh, old Aunt Nancy got me something. Now I gotta go get her mm-hmm. something, <laughs> and uh, that kind of thing. And that's not what we're talking about. When when you give to somebody, you, you do it without condition. Now I know we get caught up in traditions sometimes, but that's not what we're talking about here with this kind of gift giving. Uh, so don't get the two confused. Now, the, you know, when some people exchange gifts around Christmas time as a tradition. There, there was an exchange that took place, but it didn't have anything to do with you or me. It, it had to do with, with God the Father and God the Son. There was a great exchange that took place. And, uh, you know, in the old covenant, Joel, God uh, set up covenants with men. I mean, he knew all along what the plan was. But these covenants that were set up with men all through the Old Testament that failed, all these covenants, sometimes we carry that thought process into the New Covenant, that God mm-hmm. has set up covenants with men in the Old uh, Testament that failed, and now we're under a new and better covenant. And somehow we think that we are to uphold that covenant, but the covenant was not made with us. That's also good news, by the way. The covenant was made with Jesus, God the Father, and Jesus, uh, who became a man, the covenant was set up with him. He didn't fail. If this covenant, um, it, it, you know, if, if this covenant is to stand up uh, under, um, and, and we're responsible for, for keeping it, then we're all doomed. We're all in big trouble. But the good news is that the covenant has, is, has been and is being kept by the one who it was made with, and that's Jesus Christ. Exactly. And as you look through the Old Testament, and as you see the various um covenants that God had made with man, whether it was individual people or, or with an, with Israel or or with whatever. God always kept his part of the covenant, but the problem was that man, there there is no covenant that God has ever made with man that has ever been kept by man. God's always kept his part, but man has always failed. And so the covenant uh that we are uh, that we are heirs of is a covenant between the Father and the Son. And, and, of course, as you were saying, you know, Jesus fulfilled his part fully and perfectly. And if you think about this, uh, you know, the gift that God has given us, it, there was a price 
that had to be paid for the gift. And if, you know, you were talking about gift exchanges, and if there were something that we could do in exchange for this gift, think first about the price of the gift. You know, Jesus, of course, he, he, he left all that he was as God. He left that behind. And he came to the earth as a man. Now, imagine you as a person saying, wanting to pay God back. What, how in the world could you do that? I mean, that's just the first part of it. I mean, that's just one part of it that God became a man so that he could come and dwell with us. And how, how in the world could we ever recreate that? And then on top of that, Jesus fulfilled the law perfectly, never stumbled once. He kept, never sinned once, did it all perfectly. And then, not only did he take the beatings and the whippings and did he bleed, uh, and get up, get set upon the cross. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen these things. People, I can't remember where certain parts of the world where they, they, they're trying to do some sort of penance and they, you see them whipping themselves as if, you know, they're recreating the, the crucifixion. But that wouldn't even cover it because it wasn't just that Jesus bled, but God put the sin of mankind. He poured out his wrath upon Jesus Christ, his entire wrath towards sin. He poured that out on Jesus Christ. If we think we could ever repay that <laughs> uh, or exchange God's gift for something that we could give in, in exchange, I mean, there's there's obviously nothing that we could do it's it's the gift of god not of works otherwise we could boast and that's kind of a you know i think that paul's words there lest anyone should boast when you really think about it it's just kind of silly nobody there's nothing anybody could ever do to boast before god mm. boy and, and i think it's me, Joel, that I, i've heard people do it <laughs> maybe maybe they didn't realize they were uh, good, well-meaning Christians I'm talking about, but uh, it, it is easy to get caught up with what you do and then begin to trust in what you do, thinking that that's what's keeping you uh, in relationship with God when it's not. Uh, it, it's already been taken care of by Jesus and his blood. Uh, verse 10, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. What's interesting about that verse is that, you know, we, I've heard that just spoken of just separately by itself, that we're created in Christ Jesus for good works. So see, there, there, we're supposed to do works. But it's, he, he, that sentence directly follows that the gift of salvation was not of works, lest anyone should boast, uh, but we're his workmanship. So you know, the works that we were created in Christ Jesus to do are the work of God in and through us. God prepared them beforehand that we should walk in them. Not something that we can struggle and strive to do. Kind of like, like what you were talking about last week, Joel, with bearing fruits, and, and it, it might be a, a good idea just to really quickly um, mention um, the difference between, you know, uh, bearing fruits and, and producing fruits, and I can't remember exactly how, how you worded it. Well, yeah, I was uh, using some words that I'd seen Steve McVeigh write before um, that had to do with, you know, we're we're the, you know, Jesus said that He's the vine and we're the branches. The Father is the vine dresser. As as branches, we don't struggle and strive to produce fu- fruit, but rather the vine is the one that produces the fruit, and we as the branches, we simply bear the fruit. Uh, and there's there is a big difference there. Uh, because the vine is the one that does all the work to produce the fruit. We're simply sitting there, attached to the vine, 
And the work that, you know, it talks about here in Ephesians 2.10, where his workmanship, God, you know, God is the one doing the work. He's the one producing the work. And we're the, as the vine, we're the ones that the works come out of. But we're not the ones that actually produce the, the works or the fruit. We're the ones that God works through to, to make the work happen. I, that's kind of a tongue twister when you think about it that way. But in short, God is faithful to complete the work that he has begun in us. He began the work in us, and he'll be the one that will, will complete the work. As Steve says so many times, um, it's the, the Lord, his life, uh, moving through you, or you know, the life of God uh, through you. Um, it's it just, uh, and I think there's a parallel here with uh, being His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for those good works. Yeah, indeed. And uh, with about another half minute left here, I just uh, would like to thank everybody for listening to Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezicki and uh, Mike Kapler, my co-host, getting together every week for this. If you'd like to get a hold of us for any reason, you could go to graceroots.org. That's Grace Roots. Dot org and get a hold of us through there. Browse around, see what you might want to see there. And uh, I don't know this this good news, Mike. I just love talking uh, with with you about this every week. And and I I want to thank you too, Mike, for taking part in this with me every week. It's great, Joel. And I'm looking ahead a few verses. I see some things about peace. And if you're looking for some more peace in your life, or if this is just uh, something that's just not evident there in the way of peace. Uh, tune in again next time because we're going to be moving into some verses that have some pretty powerful stuff in it. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.